Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. All right, everybody, this is Felicia. I'm going to start us off with a face palm today. And <laughs> my face palm is to car cup holders. They're too small. And they are. Yes. They are. Amen. <laughs> They're so small. My old, well, we used to have an expedition, Ford expedition, and the cup holders were gigantic. And so I never had this problem. It would fit Hydro Flask, like the bigger bottom. Nice. And so I always make... When I make a smoothie in the morning, I put it in, like, a mason jar. And yesterday, I made too much smoothie because I don't measure smoothies. Right. And those of you who do, I need your secrets because I just dump everything You're in. You're a special kind of person. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> and so this one turned out gigantic. So I'm like, oh, and I'm kind of in a hurry. So I pour it in, like, a, one of those wide mouth, big mason jars. Mm. And I bring it in my car. And classic, my husband hates it. I just have too much stuff, and it's like sitting in the middle, too many <laughs> oh, drinks, no. water. Oh, no. So I sit it on top of the cup holder, which... <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Did I have a lid? Snake. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a jar. <laughs> and so I go... So I start to back out. I put it in reverse. I start to back out, and right as I do... It, of course, it tips over. It <laughs> dumps all over me, oh, down the no. crack. So I hurry and, you know, this all is happening in the exact same second. So when I say I put it in reverse, this is the exact same time that the smoothie spills. So, like, it's not like I'm just backing out for a long time. I haven't even moved in my garage yet. So in my mind, I forget that I had put it in reverse. Mm. So I open my door and I, I hop out to get out of the way of the smoothie. <sighs> well, my car's in reverse, so it keeps moving. It's not moving that fast, but within that two seconds it is hitting all the stuff on the side of my garage knocking almost pulled down our whole like we have these huge like eight foot shelves like it's dragging everything's falling down Uh, tiles falling down like like gun what are they called things that you shoot at targets like these huge targets like falling off the shelves crashing i hop in her slam on my brake i'm like (gasps) it was so scary if i had been at the end of my garage, and it had hit the garage, oh, like ripped no. my door off, oh, no. smashed me. I don't know. It was the best case scenario that could have happened. Like the smoothie spilling was the least of my problems at this point. Oh. Anyway, so cup holders are too small. <laughs> I was That's totally what it all comes back to. <laughs> and I forgot that you'd started with cup holders. <laughs> They're too small. That's a problem. Oh. Not my lack of lift. <laughs> Or any other part of it. That's my face fall, though, to the couple. Were your kids in the car? Only Sunny. And he was like... I can picture his big brown eyes. (laughs) Hey, guys. He was like, whoa. (laughs) What's going on? It was so funny. Okay, I kind of wish we were filming ourselves for the story. Because, guys, I seriously had my face in my hoodie. Because I, like, knew... I knew I was I was upset just about the smoothie. Yeah, that's. I, that was, I thought that was the worst. Of can it. I just I say cleaning up because I have had smoothies spilled. They're the worst. It's horrible. Because if you don't get every single ounce, they harden like cement, mm. and, and they also kind of get stinky. Yeah. And mm. then it's so sad because smoothies are like golden, I know, precious so things, good. and then they're gone. Oh, that's really 
That is really sad. I like how small. I like how the moral of that story though is cup holders. Way <laughs> <laughs> <Like> too small. <laughs> that was but yeah, oh man, that lesson of learning of not oh, setting things on gosh. top of other stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. It was a mistake. Whew. It really was. Whew, okay, well I gotta take a few deep I know few deep breaths here. <laughs> I feel like I was like in for the journey. Stress. That was stress. Oh man. Well, well, uh, you know, I'm really torn here because I want to face palm something about smoothies now, but I'll save it for next week. Um, my face palm, because this is timely, I feel like with the holiday, I gotta, I gotta admit this for my face palm, and that is, so my family has an elf on the shelf. We've talked about her a little bit before. Her name's Ruby. She usually comes on Halloween, guys, to get my kids' Christmas lists because I want to order all everything on Halloween. I like it just done. And when I say order everything, I mean they ask for two things. So it's really not hard. Anyway, that's what we usually do. And then she disappears. And then she comes back after Thanksgiving. And my elf isn't a creative elf. She just, like, sometimes moves, sometimes doesn't doesn't do anything else. She's very she's a very simple, simple <laughs> elf. <laughs> so she's not necessarily work. You know what I mean? But my kids like her. Guys, when we... <laughs> <laughs> when we moved, I lost Ruby the first time to our rental. So I bought another Ruby. Then found the old Ruby. So now oh. we have two Rubies. Oh. Well, now we're in our new house. We've been here for a year. We had Ruby. We had both Rubies last December. I can't find either Ruby this oh, December. No. I can't buy another one. How many Rubies can a person buy? I mean, I don't want a third elf in my house that my kids are going to find sometime during the year. <laughs> The place I thought I put her, like, I, in my mind, had a place. Like, this is where I keep her in the back of my, like, up, you know, in my bathroom. I can't find her anywhere. So my kids are sincerely, like, they're like, where's Concerned. Ruby? Why did she come on Halloween? And I'm like, I have no idea where she is. Maybe she's on vacation. I don't know. And my husband is like, I think she died of COVID. <laughs> she has some comorbidities. And he's like, this is our chance to get rid of Ruby. Anyway, because, you know, it doesn't, again, she doesn't do much. So, but I'm like, but the kids like her. And it isn't like she's a bother because she doesn't really do that much anyway. She doesn't like, she's like causing me stress. So anyway, so we're, my Jeff, my Jeff, my Jeff and I, we are trying to decide right now, is Ruby, is Ruby coming back? Did she die of COVID or did she not? I don't know. We haven't decided, but that is, that's my face palm. Is I, how have I lost her again? (laughs) And She'll turn up. So hopefully, our, we yeah. lost our elf in our move too. They ran off together. Ruby and Rudy. <laughs> Did you know ours is named Rudy? No, I didn't <laughs> because know yours is named Ruby. Oh. That's as creative as my kids got. Because <laughs> ours is a boy. He disappeared. So yeah, and so we made these little gnomes at a Thanksgiving party. Mm-hmm. Remember the gnomes we made? Mm-hmm. And so I just got him out and pretended he's here and. Ruby's place. <laughs> Does he have a name? <laughs> Not yet. I can't remember, but the boys are like, he doesn't look very agile. Like, how does he? <laughs> he doesn't even have a body. I'm like, you know, he just rings a little bell and, ra- you know, Rudolph picks him up. <laughs> like, we're deep. That's funny. That's okay, well, Rudy so, and Ruby have just, yeah, ran off together. <laughs> get your gnome out. And <laughs> inspired. That's hilarious. Okay. Do you still have your gnome? Can you I bring do. Your I gnome? can problem solve. Yeah, my gnome can take them. You can just hop hey, out. Well, maybe it's a gnome <laughs> Christmas. That is kind of like a trendy thing right now. So. It is. Yeah. Have a good time. Gnomes are loose. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, mine is also mine is a high five, but it's also with the holidays. So Thanksgiving is this week. 
Uh, yeah, and when this posts, yeah, it'll be this week. So this was a fun thing that we have done this year. So a neighbor dropped this by, and I have been loving it. So we call it the giving tree, but it's just a paper with a tree printed on it that you can color. So me and Emmett have colored this tree. And then it also comes with leaves that you color and cut mm -hmm. out. And then every day of the month of November, we write down things that we're grateful for. And then you tape them up on the tree. So it's kind of fun because oh, then by the cute. end of the month, your tree is full and it looks really good and we got to color it. And it's been really fun because, number one, like every night before we go to bed, we all go around and we say something that we're grateful for, which has been like a fun gratitude practice. And it's fun to do with our two-year-old. And then um, – and it's cute because actually every night – he says the same thing, and he says that he's grateful. So we're, you know, like, we'll each go around, and we'll say something that we're grateful for. And when it gets to Emmett, he'll say that he's grateful for Papa, which Aww. is, like, our dad. So he says that so every night. Cute. So it's cute, because now we also will, so he'll say Papa, and then we'll be like, okay, that's awesome. And what else are you grateful for? So that we can, like, but Papa is on every one of his leaves. It's adorable. <laughs> anyway, so that's really cute. Um, I love that. Or But balls. it's been fun. Or balls, yeah. It's. I mean, he's he's a fan of that. He's also really gotten into fire trucks, fire tucks, Aww. and so that's also made the an appearance a few times too. And other people will make an appearance, but Papa is a staple. He that's happens every time. Adorable. Yeah. So that's been fun, and it's fun because I feel like sometimes November, you know, like sometimes Thanksgiving just gets like a little bit. Um, unappreciated. Yeah, unappreciated. <laughs> yeah. So it's been like a fun, fun thing because I don't really, I don't think I've really had like. And again, this is kind of my first year that, like, we've had a kid in, yeah. I don't know, kind of more involved in things because he's two now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun. It's been a fun November thing. So mm -hmm. if anybody wants to start it, because this will be, like, halfway through November, it's a fun thing. Yeah. And I, I bet that. you can Google Maybe it. I could go into December. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Be, gra be grateful in both. Yeah. 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 So that's been fun. Um, okay. So that leads right into, speaking of the holidays, that is what we're going to be talking about today is setting an a holiday intention. So being intentional about how we want to approach the holidays because sometimes they can be stressful for a lot of different reasons. Um, I was talking to a friend. This is pretty extreme, but we were talking about just like kind of once you get married, then you have two families that you're trying to work around scheduling. Or three. Or, or three. Four yeah, totally. And you have friends stuff that you're doing. And it's a really fun time of year, but it can be very overwhelming a much. for a lot of people and and both emotionally physically and so we kind of want to talk about approaching this in a way so that we can bring the most joy and kind of maybe alleviate some of the pressures and stresses that come with it um when I was talking to this friend she said she was like the holidays used to be my favorite time of year and now I actually really hate like it's mm -hmm. actually my least favorite time of year because it's so stressful to figure out with families, how to do, you want to make everybody happy. And I feel like that is pretty extreme and like how sad. So I was, and, and I do think um, after getting married, like that is definitely something that me and Cameron have worked on. And I feel like it's gotten easier over the years. And so we were talking about some different ways, like what have made the holidays be the best that they can be? What are some things that we've done to do so? So the first thing really is setting an intention beforehand and everything's going to kind of fall into that. So discussing your expectations with your people. So if it's with your partner, like talking with them of like, what are you wanting out of this holiday? Because for some people, it might be, I just want to sit by the fire, read a book, take some naps because I'm going to be off work. Like that is my intention that I want to do for the holidays. But for someone else, it might be like, maybe you're the type of person that really loves to like do all your holiday shopping during the holiday because you love the hustle and bustle and there's family parties and making food and hosting. And maybe you like that stuff. So maybe that's your intention. But 
if you're both having different intentions, there's there's not really a problem with that. I think it's going into it beforehand thinking, okay, you're wanting this, I'm wanting this. How can we then work together to help each other realize those dreams? Because another thing that I really love, this is from my professor. Um, we had him on another show. His name is Claire Canfield, but he teaches communication. And something that I loved is he talked about a lot of times when people get married, they give them a, the advice of, oh, be, you know, you're going to learn to be really good at compromising or learn how to compromise. But he's like, then we're both just getting half of what we want. And so neither of us is really happy. And so there's actually another approach called collaborative. And there's a whole way to learn about this in communication if you ever study it. But the collaborative approach is going at it in a way of how can we both win at this? Like, how can we both be fully happy about this? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, <clears throat> you know, if you both have a party that falls on the same night, you are going to have to maybe compromise and decide which one you're going to go to, however you want to do it. But I think if we go at it from an approach of, okay, we're both wanting these things, we both have maybe these things that we want to do, how can we both win at this? And I think that when we approach it in that way of like we both can be abundantly getting what we want, I think it's a really good way to approach the holidays, especially when communicating with our people about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that clarif clarification between like the intention or maybe like a good word is like energy or feeling that we want during the holidays, yes. both of us, separate from the schedule. Because mm -hmm. I think that could help you clarify and maybe be more empathetic towards your spouse. Because I think a lot of times it's like, okay, this is what we do. This night we have this, this night we have this, this night we have this. And maybe you or your spouse is really maybe more introverted or you're feeling like low energy or maybe coming out of COVID, like the holidays just seem like a lot for some people. Whatever it is, you can get in touch with how they're feeling and the energy they want. And that doesn't mean necessarily you don't, Maybe you go to everything, but you leave a little bit early or, you know, you choose certain things not to do. And we're going to talk about that later. But I think that intention is like very different than the schedule. Yes, I like that. Creating, deciding what feeling you are wanting from the holidays is different from necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And going along with the schedule, I'm not even in a head person, but for me, something that takes a lot of stress off is we deal with the main decisions in November. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're looking at our calendar for December and there are times where we have conflicts, right? You know, we have both families having something. So we're making those decisions this month so that in December we just get to enjoy because we've already, you know, we've mm -hmm. already told this family, sorry, we can't go to that, but we are going to go to this. And then so those decisions are just made and you can see where there's holes. You can see like, we're not, you know, maybe we want to be doing more activities because we don't have very much there. Or, you know what, there's too much in this week. Let's do a little less or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I like doing that kind of stuff ahead of time with the schedule so that all the emotional conversations about it, you don't have to do them in December because it's already mm -hmm. set, right? Like you've already put it out there. Yeah, and I think not just conversations with your spouse and kids of where you're going to be, but you do have to then communicate that to the people you're going to be letting down. Who are hosting. And yeah. that could be a big, letting down that's a strong word, but... Around the holidays, that's no, how it feels it for yeah. people, yeah. you know? And so, like, I think those emotionally charged things, if you can do them way ahead and have a chance to see their side, and, you know, just like all our communication skills that we have. Mm -hmm. But when the holidays gets rushed and it's just like, no, we're not coming to that. Like, you know, you could, it can start to feel, you can start to feel really frustrated. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so, it's so emotional. Yeah. 
yeah. so much. And as somebody who, I mean, if you've ever hosted anything, there's nothing more frustrating than people flaking out on you at the last minute. Right. So she or, or just not getting back to you about whether or not right. they're going to come or not. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at this by any means. But I'm just saying a lot of people can adjust to things if you give them a month in advance, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. we're not coming to that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, you're dreading it so you don't say anything. And then there's, like, three days before and they're like, hey, are you coming or mm-hmm. not? And you're like, oh, no. Then it just creates this whole other yeah. layer of difficulty during and, the during Christmas time. And you've almost dragged that on for yourself of being like, ooh, ooh like, we ooh, weren't going to go. Maybe we are. You know, like, it's just like, just decide and then be okay with it. Like, be all right with it. And if, if you're giving that news to someone who maybe is going to give you like a little bit of a guilt trip or something, then at least you're getting it in November and you can like be okay with it and then move on from it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everyone, Caitlin here. I just want to thank you all for listening to Find the Magic. We are so, so thankful for you, our amazing listeners, and we think of you as some of our best friends. This was a review that I read recently that I absolutely loved. It said, the only podcast I religiously listen to. This podcast saved my motherhood. I listen doing laundry, walking, making dinner, sneaking those AirPods in so no one bothers me wherever I can. The mamas are like having coffee with best friends. And can I just insert here? I love this. Amen. They keep it so real. And during the pandemic, bless you girls, this time is so challenging. Sometimes I feel like I am barely getting by, but they make me laugh because they remind you that everyone is going through this thing called life and motherhood even now. Hugs and love from MJ. I just absolutely love this review and these reviews mean the world to us and we read every single one of them. So not only do they mean so much to us, but they actually really do help us here at Find the Magic. So I want to invite you guys, if you haven't already left a review for the podcast, we would love for you to because it truly does help us grow the podcast. And we just want to thank you all our friends for listening and for being here with us. I think something too, along with that, that has been nice is um, at the very beginning, we kind of jumped on the bandwagon like, well, Tara Lynn was the first to get married. She got married when I was 12. So they've been figuring out like the family sharing thing for longer than I have. But something that I liked is like, you know, you you guys just decided, okay, we do Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day with one family and then Christmas Eve with the other family. And then it just switches every year. And that's just how it's been. And when we got married, we kind of just started doing that too so that we could be on the same schedule with you guys. Mm. And something that's nice about it, and we were just talking with then my in-laws about it, something that's nice is that it's not like, okay, wait, now, who are we going to be with this year? It's just like, oh, no, like, because we were, it it makes it really nice, and it does take out that decision fatigue of like, oh, Mm -hmm. what are we going to do this time? Because, which, with that, so that's been really nice because it's just like, okay, that's what we do, and everybody does get time each year of some of those like precious holidays, which is nice. And then it almost takes out like, again, that decision of like, Ooh, how are we going to break it to them that we're not going to be with them on Christmas day or whatever. And so with that, that's nice. But also I want to mention if something like, if you already have something set like that and maybe the people in your family, like neither you or your spouse are happy about it, then 
be okay with changing it. Like this year, mm-hmm. think about it and be like, you know, we've never liked how we've done this. Like, let's change it. Like yeah. maybe we want to spend half the day. Like if that works better for you, then great. Like yeah. maybe you do half the day with one and half the day with the other. Maybe now your family's getting big enough. Like your little kids are big enough that maybe you want to do more of your own thing, but you can, you could like have the freedom to decide and you can change it if yeah. you're having something that's not working for you. That's really nice. That's and, a good point. Yeah. I, I actually have a friend who they used to do, they would all go to the, um, in-laws house and, all open their presents all together. Like all the siblings oh, like with Santa all their come kids. Out. Santa mm-hmm. would come to the in-laws house. And she really just felt like it wasn't wor- working for her family. And, you know, it was a big, like, what's the right word? She had to be really brave to, like, say we're not going to do this because they've always done it. Mm-hmm. And all the siblings do it. And mm-hmm. all the cousins do it. And, you know, as hard as it was to have the conversation she now has finds so much more joy in Christmas, in mm. her holiday, like having just her little family. Yeah. And so I don't think that any of, even if you have really healthy relationships within your family and with your in-laws or, you know, all your people that you deal with during the holidays, it can still be really emotional. So I think the prep time ahead, like doing it way in advance is good for you and for the people you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in a healthy family dynamic, I think that just remembering that this really helped me. Family does not mean you have to do anything. And I know there's people, all these people with healthy family relationships will be like, "Mm, bristly, like, yes, it does. (laughs) But it doesn't. You do not ever have to go to anything you you don't want to do if you don't feel like it's a healthy situation for your family or it's just going to be too emotional or whatever like you get to choose that if you need to create your own new traditions which is your little family if you want to have christmas with all your friends who are your healthy relationships and respect you and love you like i think a lot of us feel like obligation towards our family but i'm mm-hmm. giving you permission to shed that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and one of a quote that I love that Caitlin brought up that kind of goes along those lines. Well, Caitlin brought to us is by Gretchen Rubin. And this is not, this isn't the idea that, you know, after we've done all this, like we've looked at everything, right? We've looked at our schedules. We've looked at our attention. We've looked at, um, who we're going to spend time with or why we've kind of like put all that out on the table. There are going to be things for a lot of people that there's, you're still going to choose to go to that maybe isn't like your very favorite thing ever, right? Maybe it's a party that you don't love, but it means a lot to your spouse and your kids love it. So, so you're going to intentionally, not from a space of resentment, like, okay, fine, I will go to this and I'm going to hate every second of it and just be grumpy about it, right? You might choose to do it. And what Gretchen Rubin says is if you can't get out of it, get into it. So that is part sometimes where we do choose. But again, it comes from a place of power. It isn't like a, okay, fine, whatever. I'll do it. It's like, you know what? Yeah, this this thing isn't my very favorite thing, but it means a lot to you guys. And so I'm going to get way into it and we're going to go and I'm going to have so much fun. And it doesn't mean even that I, it might be that you don't have the deep conversation with somebody who makes you cranky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might mean that you keep it light, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to go and... I'm not going to delve deep into conversations with this specific group of people, but I am going to do it and I'm going to have 
I'm going to make it really fun. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think if we go to something, we need to connect on this really deep mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And that might not work for what we're going for. But you can, still have, you can still go and have a positive experience because you're choosing to get into it. Yeah. Right. Because you know? I think with that, the thing that I love about, like I heard that quote and I was like, yes, I love that. Because we have all felt it either when we are doing something that we don't want to do and the whole time you're just kind of like begrudging it. You know, like it's like, mm, I don't really want to be here. And we've also felt it when another person, like you can feel it when someone is just doing something but they're feeling like begrudging about it as well. And, and it ruins it. It ruins like, you know, it. Rather than not It ruins come. it for them and it ruins it for you because it's like, oh, I just know that they're hating this or whatever, you know? And so I think it's so good to recognize that because I think I love... Like in the Bible, Jesus has like there's a verse that says, and I like really like this, and it's he's it says along the lines of if you give a gift grudgingly, it profiteth you nothing. Which I think it's so true because it's like you can give something, but if the whole time you're like, I'm hating this, mm-hmm. like people can feel it and it doesn't profit you anything. So I love this idea that it's like if you're gonna do something, like if you can't get out of it, like if you've talked about it with your spouse and it's like you know we're gonna do this because this this matters to you then just enjoy it and love it. And I think you are giving yourself a gift by just getting into it and you're giving the people around you a gift. So I just love that idea that it's like, if everybody's going ice skating, but you're not really feeling it, but that's what everybody's doing, then just go and have fun ice skating. Like just enjoy it. and be If okay you choose it. to do it. If you're choosing to do it. And if make- you don't choose it, then stay home and take a bath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're going to go, just choose it. Yep. Yeah, and that in my head, when you said if you can't, what is it? If you can't, Get, get out it. of it, get into it, or adapt it. <laughs> and that's what I've been thinking about a lot with the holidays is that, um, you know, my holidays used to bring up a lot of like, I didn't want to go to be with my, um, you know, my mom's side of the family. I would feel very, um, almost like reverted back to family dynamics we had when I was a kid or like you know, fights would get brought up that we had when I was younger, or honestly, probably the most overarching feeling was, um, I think as a kid, I always carried an expectation for the holidays. I saw what other people's holidays were. Mm -hmm. And so it was like this loss that every time it was never that. Yeah. And so I just want to say for people who, it's not like what party we should go to. And that's the hard part. It's like, you know, you have trauma or maybe anxiety, worry. Maybe you're, you know, feeling like I've come to a place in my life, but when I get back with my family, I'm like reverting back to old, like insecurities or anything like that. Um, holidays can bring all that up. It can fill, and maybe you have like trauma in your family. It can bring all that up. So sometimes, like Terlyn was saying, It's okay to just keep it surface level. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe you just Mm -hmm. don't even go. Maybe it's, you know, a card or whatever. But um, something that I've done that's really helped around the holidays is I've decided, well, I want to be with these people. I want to see them. And usually with my family, I see them like twice a year. So it's like shifting the mindset of, okay, I do want to see them. How can I adapt this so that it brings me joy Mm -hmm. and it's not bringing up all that like past stuff so maybe it's you know we've done years where it's like just meet somewhere for a big brunch or whatever but how I've adapted it that works best for my family is we combine 
Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's all into one holiday. I host it, so I'm in total control of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's on this day. And, you know, I've had to set really clear expectations with what's okay if you're coming mm-hmm. and what's not okay. Mm-hmm. Can you get an example? So, you know, an example of like both my parents smoke you can't at my house or anywhere near it or anywhere that my kids can see and if you can't do that then you can't come mm-hmm. um or <clears throat> you know my family's really bad at making any sort of plan but when you're hosting a gathering you need to know like this is the time we're eating this is when you should come and they're very like oh, sorry, we stopped at McDonald's on the way. What are we doing? Like that. Uh-huh. And so it's like <laughs> just being really clear about like this is what's actually happening and we need you to be here at this time, you know. And it's just it's little stuff like that where it's like, oh, dad, mom's going to be here. Mom, dad's going to be here. So like no quarreling. Yep. Uh-huh. Like be civil. Yeah. So just <laughs> conversations like that. And it now that we've done it for a few years, honestly, it's really fun and we look forward to it and – It's all because we didn't just grudgingly still go and be miserable. Do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Groundhog Day. Yeah. So maybe there's Mm. room for adaptation if you're not enjoying, but you still want to be with the people. I love that. I love that because I think you bring up such a good point that the holidays for so many people is a really hard time for a lot of reasons. It brings up all the things you mentioned, brings up past things of maybe things that you hoped would have happened that didn't. Um... I think there's people, when you lose loved ones, the holidays are a really hard time because you're remembering your loved ones and that they're not here. And I think um, Cameron, my husband, he works at a hospital and he was talking about how, we were talking about this a little while ago, how on over the holidays, especially Christmas, Christmas Day and and Christmas Eve, their hospital has like a high, high number of emergency, like their emergency rooms are really a lot more full and like... Um, people that come in that have like drug addiction, alcohol addiction are like at an all time high during the holidays. And I think, and we were talking about kind of like, why is that, you know? And I think it is because it brings up a lot of really hard, deep emotions that are hard to process. And so I think with that, like knowing beforehand that if that is, if the holiday season is going to be a time where you're going to like, you're maybe there's some happy feelings, but also there's some ambivalent feelings of like sadness, grief, loss of maybe something that you wished would have been that isn't. So I think also it's important to remember that it can be hard for all of us and also taking that time. So when it comes to the schedule, maybe taking some time beforehand to schedule when you're going to be able to process some of these difficult emotions Mm -hmm. and giving yourself some grace with it and recognizing like, okay, this is going to be hard for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to give myself some time both physically and emotionally to like rest Mm -hmm. and give yourself that grace. Yeah. And that's like the, like we we're saying with the schedule, if we're gonna get concrete, like, are you sleeping enough? Like holiday, yes. like parties run late, and then the kids are cranky, and I'm cranky. Yes. <laughs> so maybe it's we need to leave an hour early so we can make sure we get a good bedtime. Make sure that you're getting your, you know, self care routines. You're keeping your morning routine. Are you still doing all the things? You know, maybe it's like a workout for you that you still want to get in, even though that you have family in town. So like, I need to wake up a little bit earlier so I can go on a walk before everybody wakes up or whatever it is. I think if you're, oftentimes it comes back to like, am I taking care of myself so I can handle the overload of, you know, like time, food, emotions, like all the stuff that the holidays is just a, 
there are a lot, lot mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. And I think there's something beautiful kind of returning to the idea of most, I'm convinced that most people have something, some, I call it the great sadness. Like everybody has a great sadness that they've gone through, whether you've lost somebody that you love or you're just, something isn't, you know, you're grieving something. I really love the idea of setting aside time. You can do this anytime, but especially during this time of year, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know, December 16th, I'm going to take the day off. Like, you know, we're going to do cereal for dinner and it's going to be like a day, like my day of mourning. I'm going to set aside that time to miss my, you know, my mom. I have, I don't know, just my mom's still here. Mom. But, <laughs> mom? But, but I know. <laughs> mom. But like my mom and I mean, she, her mom passed away, what, like over 20 years ago, mm -hmm. 20 something. In and December. In December. And she still misses her mom every single year. It's been decades, and she still feels that loss every single year. So I'm just saying I think it's a beautiful thing in your schedule to, like, actually, like, give yourself a day to set aside that morning time. And the beautiful thing about that, but that isn't just for mourning. It's not just for grief. It could be for I'm feeling really frustrated that my family situation isn't what I want. And honestly, I just want to be mad. And it's bringing up all that stuff. Maybe give yourself a day. Because it's just like the really loud voices in my head. When I give those voices a little bit of time to talk, my ego or, you know, the insecure parts of me, if I, like, give a chance to listen to them, they get so much more quiet. If I say, like, I'll actually <clears throat> say, I mean, we've talked about this, but there are times in my, like, quiet time where I'll be like, okay, fine, insecure self, Tabitha, just, <laughs> just give it to me. Like, say it all. And yeah, she rants and she raves and she says all these annoying, annoying things. And I'm rolling my eyes the whole time. <laughs> but then guess what? She's not as loud. Mm -hmm. So I think with big emotions that come up in the holidays, maybe give a day to feel whatever yeah. you're feeling. And then it makes it so that when you go to the party that next night, you're not like holding it in under the surface and bursting into tears and somebody asks you how you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Although you can still do that and that's okay. But yes. you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like, I think I'm going to set aside just like a, a set of, Feel your feelings, Dave. Drink some tea. <laughs> Process your emotions. Read some books. You know, like, like give, tell your kids. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yep. this is going to be like a quiet day. Like, we're not like doing, we're not doing stuff. We're just, you do your own thing. And yep. I'm going to do my own thing. And it's going to include for me baths. The equivalent, of, second and tea. the equivalent of quiet time, but a day of it. Just <laughs> like, this is it. Yeah. The entire but day. But feel it. Visit yeah. a grave. We'll do whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? I think a lot of times we think in the holidays, it just has to be all roses. And yeah. Yeah. For most people, it, the whole thing is not roses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think even with, like you mentioned that, like whether it's trauma, whether it's grief, whether it's even just stress, because the holidays are overwhelming, even if it's with good things, I think it is good to just have a, di a day time maybe it's a couple days throughout the month whatever mm -hmm. that you schedule that are just like these are my like rejuvenate days you know? yeah and I think the winter season is kind of teed up for that yeah I mean what else are you gonna yeah. do in this miserable cold <laughs> <laughs> since I didn't cry maybe you could spend some time in the sunlight <laughs> you know have a day of morning every week about it's winter true. it's true this morning until the darkest day Felicia's a summer girl <laughs> if you can tell oh man all right so to recap <laughs> I just have this mental image of you just inside your house you crying like so sad that it's winter crying into Holding my your tea cup. Yeah. <laughs> morning just a general six months to come <laughs> <laughs> oh guys all right so set your intention i think that's the key to all of it because i think it unlocks what does that mean for our schedule what does that mean for my emotional state um and 
for my relationship. Yeah, totally. All of that stuff. And then adjust your concrete schedule around that so you have space for any of that hard stuff. And hopefully that helps make your holidays a little more magical. Thanks, everyone. Brown cows. <laughs>